Yes, indeed, uh, Sakina, you've actually just mentioned it, uh, that uh, the office, one of, in terms of uh, national legislation, that it must be in line with national legislation, and also uh, uh, the main purpose is the coordination of intelligence services, and as you've pointed out, also this uh, particular role of the uh, Inspector General of Intelligence is also to ensure that civilian monitoring of activities is uh, taking place, if I have to put it briefly. So, Mercedes, uh, the and uh, he, uh, the Reverend Frank Chikane has now been nominated, and this is now uh, put before the National Assembly uh, for consideration. And uh, let's talk about before we get to what's to happen next. Uh, who was in the running? Who had been shortlisted alongside Reverend Chikane? Yes, there were quite uh, a number of people who were shortlisted. One of them was the uh, the outgoing Inspector uh, General of Intelligence himself, Sesotla Maru Dindwe, who actually brought himself forward again, and he was one of those who were interviewed. And there were also, there were quite, uh, there was Jele, but there was also uh, uh, the head, uh, the uh, Jayshri governor, who was actually the advisor to, to, to Sesotla Maru. So those were some of the main two contenders also who were in the intelligence. So coming to Reverend Frank Chikane, so this is a household name, a very well-known anti-apartheid activist, uh, but uh, someone who's also uh, been seen to be uh, rather, uh, you know, embedded when it comes to the internal political factions within the African National Congress. So let's just take a look at the Reverend Frank Chikane and what he brings to this portfolio. Yes, indeed. Uh, these were some of the questions that were actually asked. And during the interview, uh, we know that the issue around his, alleged, his involvement and also in the, the alleged factional battles of the ANC and the fact that uh, he's also much older now, was he the right candidate? There was, uh, during the interview, you know, when I covered it, uh, uh, when he was asked about corruption of whether uh, corruption uh, uh, started before the Zuma administration and he uh, uh, he said he had written a letter, and also around the politicisation of the of the of the the the, 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 uh, the, uh, the intelligence. Because this question was asked by uh, Dr. Mbuisenin Zlozi, who said the the politicisation of the of the intelligence services dates back to before 2007 and not recently or during the time of uh, former President Jacob Zuma. And he said yes, he knows that, and he said that uh, people should have would have hurt him that he said so and he said even during that time he wrote a, president, a, a letter to former president uh, Nelson Mandela to raise the issue about uh, 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 you know uh, corruption within the, the within government and he was saying it was like a new insurance for people who did not want to be charged so those were the issues that were raised around uh, you know the politicization and his role what role he could play if he becomes uh, uh, the new Inspector General of Intelligence, but also we know that he is very—he is a person who is very active uh, in the in in society with uh, some uh, civil society organisations. We know he's uh, he's part of the anti-corruption unit, and he speaks quite uh, a lot. So and uh, out against corruption and so on. So it would be very interesting to see once he is there, how is he going to balance uh, 
uh, have a balance uh, because uh, he is also a member of the South African Council of Churches, and they normally speak quite out against corruption. It will be well, very interesting to see how he is going to balance that. But very interestingly, uh, Sakina, just to come back to the issues of the interviews, the interviews were conducted, and these were open uh, to the public, but deliberations, they, they took place actually behind closed doors. And now uh, it will really depend whether the National Assembly will succeed in getting that two-thirds majority to get him to get that position, because the two-thirds that is um, needed is 66.66%, uh, .66%, and that 66.66% uh, .66 of 400 MPs in the National Assembly, it means that about 266 to about 267 of the 400 MPs, they would have to vote in favor of this recommendation of the Joint Standing Committee of Intelligence that it should be appointed. And if there is no two-thirds majority achieved, we know the issue of him being a, a, an ANC stalwart, it could come up there and so on. So if it is not achieved, there will definitely be a delay, Sakina, because uh, when I covered the, the previous one, when Cecil Bridges, you'd remember with the previous uh, inspector, uh, with the previous recommendation before Cecil Maru could come on board, uh, uh, we saw uh, uh, that uh, uh, they couldn't pass. It couldn't pass because uh, Cecil Bridges was recommended and he was the successful. And in terms of at the committee level, but we know the opposition parties, they were not happy. They say he is, um, although he was uh, a former chairperson of the of the Joint Standing Committee on Intelligence, he was a member of the ANC. So that is why what happened at that time with Cecil Burgess, it took quite some time because the ANC could not achieve that two-thirds majority vote. Uh, it needed the support of other parties. And then the process had to be restarted, and that's when they had to come with Cecil Maru. So I, I, I don't know if we could be seeing the same situation here with with uh, 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 Reverend Frank Chikani, yes. where you might have to go back to the same process like with Bridges, who was also an ANC MP. So the I ANC can tell you that's what has happened. Has two un Sakina? That's exactly what happened. Um, yes. uh, news just coming the through. The National yes. Assembly has failed. Uh, he failed to get the two-thirds majority uh, for the recommendation of the appointment of Reverend Frank Chikani. Now, so there we go back that, to the process. Yes. Yes, indeed. Now that is what we are likely going to see, Sakina. As I've not seen just what happened, but uh, it is likely what we are going to see. Are we going to go back to the same process again? Which uh, uh, and if they cannot achieve that two-thirds majority, they won't. Because if you look at the EFF, the EFF. If the, the ANC needs a two-thirds majority, it would need either the support of the DA alone or the support of the EFF to get that. But the collective, to, uh, to achieve that two-thirds majority, as it only has 230 30 seats, it would need about uh, 36 more six, 30, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, 36 to 37 more seats. Uh, of uh, other opposition parties that will collectively have to support the ANC to push this through. So there you have it. I was just saying it, and uh, yeah. it looks like we're going to go back to the same level again. It might, we might see the, 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 the uh, a revision of the Cecil Burgess Frank Just remind us, Mercedes, with uh, Cecil Burgess, uh, did he then, uh, was he uh, f beyond the point where the recommendation was not carried uh, by Parliament? Uh, did he partake in the next rounds or did, was he excluded after that? 
No, no, no. He, I, I, I can't remember, but he, I, he didn't because he, in the in, in that round, what happened was that, I mean, if somebody, if if they do not want you, I, I don't think you will go to a next round, mm. even this round here, because uh, uh, the, the, at the end of the day, Sakina is that the two thirds is in the house. The same is uh, could happen to the uh, the public protector. Uh, yes, uh, there's going to be an investigation. There's going to be an inquiry, which is going to start soon. And uh, in, uh, in in July, as we've heard provisionally. So, so, so the end result is that you need the House to say, is, this, is she fit to hold office or not? So if you do achieve that two-thirds majority vote, then uh, she will be removed. But also we have heard that uh, uh, the, the, the Section 194 committee said last Friday, they said this is not, uh, uh, it doesn't mean she's fit or not fit to hold office. The investigation is what will prove. So what is also going to happen during this whole process? People have been invited, those who believe she is fit and those who believe she's not fit. So so, 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 so the, the chairperson of that committee was saying that this is not a, like a foregone conclusion. It doesn't mean she is unfit. It is prima facie evidence, so it has to be investigated. So even anyone who goes to court who has been charged or whatever, it does not mean the court can give a different outcome. So at the end of the day, the political outcome is what will come in the National Assembly with a two-thirds majority vote. Well, Mercedes, thank you so much. And that our, uh, our reporter, senior parliamentary correspondent, Mercedes Basente. And um, as I said to her, as we were speaking, uh, the news actually just coming through that the National Assembly had uh, failed to get a two-thirds majority to recommend um, the appointment of Reverend Frank Chikane as the next Inspector General of Intelligence Services.